Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. So, welcome to, I think today is episode 60 of the yeah! We'll Talk About That Later podcast. 60 episodes. So, correct. 60 episodes. I can't believe we made it this far um, and we're still talking to each other. So, we must be doing something right. Um, we are trialing something new today. We have abandoned Skype for Zoom. So hopefully the audio quality is a lot better, but um, we've done some tests and it does sound like, like that. But anyway, I'm here with the usual, the usual lot, if they want to introduce themselves or not. Good evening, guys. Well, morning. Morning by the time they're listening. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> or whenever they're now listening. We're here as always. Or whenever. We're recording in the evening. Um, yeah, good to be here again. Because and that's Mark, by the way. He never says his name. It's true, he never <laughs> ever says his name. He Big... says all of that, but... <laughs> Big Tans is in the cut. Big Tans Ooh, in the, the cut. I like that. I like yeah. that. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to be here. Oh, cool. Oh. <laughs> that's Mr. Mr. Grumpy Pants. You know, everyone's got to have a Roy Keane in it, and Abdi yeah. just seems to be our Roy Keane. <laughs> I want to go home. I want to go home, but I, but I am home. So I want to leave my house and go back in. No, it's, it's, no, it's no analysis, just agendas with Abdi. That's, that should be yeah. his bio. Just, just vibes. <laughs> just vibes. All right, so um, might as well just get straight into it. Um, we are introducing something new this week called Spotlight Game. So this is our Spotlight Game. Every week we will decide, we will choose amongst ourselves a game to Spotlight. It just so happens that the first game that we, um, the first week that we do this, it is Liverpool versus Man City, or obviously Man City versus Liverpool because City were at home. Um, so yeah, let's just get into it. And I'm going to hand it over straight to Mr. Marcus, who I'm sure <laughs> has got a lot to say uh, on an eventful game. Uh, yeah, um, it, it was an interesting game. I thought the, the um, I thought it was a 60 minute game. 
that's what it felt like to me because the final half an hour, um, players from both teams, and it's not just not just one team and players all over the Prem, they just looked absolutely dead on their feet. Mm. Um, so the, the the final half an hour was interesting to watch, but I could tell that, um, or I was assuming that both teams were kind of happy with the point at that point. Um, I thought for the first sixty, uh, first thirty minutes or so, I thought we dominated, uh, and I think the kind of the end of the first half and the start of the second half. Um, was City. I just thought it was, it was a game full of quality uh, all over the pitch. It's so good to have Matic back uh, and fit. He's got another couple of weeks now over the international break to, to stay fit. Um, and for me, the, the biggest surprise, and I, I think it might surprise you lot as well, was all four of our attacking mm. players. Um, and, and the system it, the system worked. I know um, I know Abdi's going to mention this later, I know for a fact, um, but <laughs> Firmino got taken off after 60 minutes for Shaq, which interested me because I thought when he when he was going to take Firmino off, he'd bring on a centre mid and go back to 4-3-3, but he kept it at the same formation, which intrigued me because it, it shows we're planning on kind of diversifying our play tactics and formations a bit. Um, but all in all, I think uh, I'm happy with that point there. And for those who didn't see the game or have seen anything about the game, the game finished 1-1. Uh, it was a sadder penalty and a, a well-taken Jesus goal, I have to say. Oh, man, that was a fluke, bro. No, he nah, meant nah, to do that. that. He meant to do that. Nah, he meant to do that. Can we just shout out Abdi, yeah? Uh, was, He's got yeah. impeccable timing. As soon as he says, Jesus is rubbish, Jesus goes and scores. Like, two seconds after, it was impeccable timing, it's Abdi. Really. You always do that. I don't yeah, know how you do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I was right about Seb Lawson, though. Oh, here we go again. You just said blasted, man. I'm telling you, it's just it's just agendas, no analysis. But um, (laughs) let's take it. Let's take the game bit by bit. Um, so Mark is right. Like I was not expecting a Liverpool. In my opinion, I feel like Liverpool played four two four. Like it's a, Mm -hmm. especially in the first fifteen minutes, because you know Liverpool start with like that pressing it's like the first 15 minutes if you can survive that then you know you're in a game with Liverpool but um it was just it just seemed to catch Man City off guard I feel like and I feel like Man City didn't really know how to deal with it in the first 10-15 minutes um because as soon as Man City tried to break Liverpool would win the ball back and have four players just straight at their defense and I think um, I, f- I feel like they they felt suffocated. And I, I'm probably not wrong to say that Liverpool probably should have had more than one goal at that point. Um, mm. Although it was nil-nil, wasn't it? The the penalty came a little bit later, right? 20, 20 minutes or something? Penalty came after t- t- 11 or 12 minutes. Oh, yeah, there you go, yeah. Uh, I think um, kind of rash challenge, but unfortunate from Carl Walker and um, Roy Keane. Definite pen. Um, definite pen. Definite Roy pen. Roy Keane, uh, if you were it watching... It was a silly, silly challenge, day, man. It was, and like he he challenged in an area that he expected Mane to be in. But you don't challenge with expectancy. You challenge. You should be challenging, especially in the penalty area, with um, a real kind of. Uh, it's not about where you think the player's going. It's about where you know the player's going. So in, in that scenario, when he's coming at you with such pace, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have gone in like that. I mean, yeah. it's silly, silly, silly. And I think Mark um, alluded to it there. Roy Keane had some strong words for the man. This guy, uh, call, I do not rate him, him as a pundit at all. At all. No. All he does uh, is uh, criticise people. He has no analysis. He doesn't talk about tactics. <laughs> it's like, 
Oh, he's an idiot. Oh, he's a loser. Oh, he's tweet all dumb, tweet all dumb. <laughs> it's Abdi! It's oh, Abdi! Nah, nah, nah. Come on, come on. Respect me. At least nah, I have listen. some bit of an Nah, listen. Have you I've ever seen... i agenda. I'll, I'll pop it off. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Have you ever seen Abdi and Roy Keane in the same room? I don't... I have never. We don't... Uh, <laughs> bro, we don't... We don't... We don't nothing alike, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> and that... That adds to the mystery, like... The, it's no true. One, no one would ever think, like, oh, Abdi and Roy Keane, but I'm starting to see it now. Trust no, me. Nah. I mean, just, 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 to, just to go back on the point that you were making earlier about um, uh, every time Man City tried to break and then Liverpool win the ball back very well... Um, I have to give credit to Henderson because he swallowed up De Bruyne in the first half an hour. So, mm. um, apart from then, then De Bruyne, and then he got the chance off where Jesus scored and played the ball into him. But every time De Bruyne tries to get forwards and try and play a pass, Henderson was on him and he made some really, really strong tackles. You mm. know them strong tackles that were like the players on the floor and they feel it in their shin bones. That's what, <laughs> that's what De Bruyne that a couple of times as well. So, and then Liverpool obviously they, they break. It was interesting watching both teams playing almost pretty much the same formula, like four two four. Whereas um, mm. where Firmino dropped behind uh, Jota a bit and then De Bruyne was behind um, Jesus. So it was very open in the centre of the park as well. But um, that's what made it such an interesting game, especially in the first half. Yeah, I think mm. um, in terms of like Man City's formation, I think I don't think they intended to play 4-2-4. I think that was... Um, that was like a result of what Liverpool offered. And then they had to quickly adapt because in, in, in theory... When you when you think about Man City, they load the midfield, and that's where they win games. Like a lot of teams win games through their midfield, and I think Man City are definitely one of those teams that do that. And I think they were just so shocked with like everything that was that Liverpool just like offered. I think that it was a result of of that that they changed um, the way they play because they were definitely more direct towards the end of the first half and at the start mm. of the second half, as, as Mark alluded. Um, but it was, it was just played, played at a frenetic pace the whole game. It was just like, until 60 minutes, of course, but I, mm. it was just so, like so much pace in the game. Um, and Mane was electric. I feel like, uh, I don't know why, but Liverpool dominated that left-hand side and then just seemed to stop, stop trying to play through it. Because if I'm Mane, I'm attacking Carl Walker at every single opportunity mm. I have. Especially as man's on a... Um, did he get booked? I don't think he did for the challenge, oh. no. But, uh. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I would just go at Carl Walker because he's already, like... Because at that point, like, you're, you must be thinking, I'm in your head now. I could just... Mm. Obviously, I'm saying, like, Carl Walker's, like, a, 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 a like top-class player. Um, and experience and all that. But still, like, Mane skinning you a couple times in that first 15 minutes, that must stay in your head like, this guy could beat me, this guy, I don't know, you know. If I was Mane, I'd just be playing on that. It's true, it's true. Mm. But with Mane, you should always, I feel like with Kyle Walker, you should always go on the inside because he can always make fouls. He's capable of making those fouls. If you go around the outside, it's very it's much much more difficult because he can keep up with you athletically. He's fast and strong and he's good 1v1. But when he's in the box and he has to make a decision, that's why. That's why, like, sometimes I thought, oh, maybe he should play as a right-side centre-back or, like, a right-sided back three. But he's always kept... Like, he's always with England as well. Like, he gave away penalties and then he sometimes... He's, he's a bit suspect in, like, um, with balls coming into the box as well because he can switch off and he's usually afforded more time whilst playing as a full-back. Mm. And then he can get away with, you know, some of the positional errors as well. So, but it's interesting watching... Um, I was very, very surprised watching the, the four 
Liverpool because you know Klopp rarely ever strays away from his four three three because it's been so successful for him since he's been there. Um, but um, it was interesting last week as well. I mentioned Jota. Literally a couple hours later, man starts <laughs> bags <laughs> bags a hat trick. Yeah, like hat trick. well done for listening to me, bro. <laughs> well, what a hat trick though. <laughs> What a hat trick that was, by the way! Hat trick, mate. Bang in. What a hat trick! I just want to make a point actually. After your, you just made a um, a good point about Klopp's use of the front four against City and how it maybe shocked you. He actually came out after the game and said, um, on fielding Salah, Mane, Firmino, and Jota from the start, he said, "When you can do it against City, then you can do it against other teams as well." Usually, yeah. people know which system we play, and now that's water under the bridge. So he's kind of, he's, he's gone out there and shown, look, I can switch it up against City. Um, some, some, some view them as the best team in the land, some view Liverpool as the best team in the land. But if we can do that against City and perform like that, we can do it against anyone. And it was a good point that he made. So it's now we go into games. It? It's a big risk, but we don't mm. have to go into games, particularly those home games against teams in the, the bottom half of the league. We can go into those games and play 4-2-4. We can go in there and play four three three with a, a really really advanced ten. Um, it's kind of we've got real options there, and it's not just that dynamic four three three anymore. We we can go in different directions. And I think what Firmino gives you in that formation is that he does drop really really deep. He does it. He he comes in and he fights for the ball in midfield. And a lot of the times, even against Man City in that game, we're talking about four two four. But Firmino was like side by side with Henderson and Wijnaldum for a lot of those midfield jewels. And so, um, I mean, it's a, like, there's that old saying in it, good players could play anywhere. And I think um, with the freedom that Klopp gives, um, especially those front players, I, you know, it's, Liverpool are just such a threat, like, on on any, like, area of the pitch. So, um, yeah. but let's move on. We did, uh, we've... We've talked enough about uh, Liverpool's front four. Mm. Can, I make, can I make one one final point? Yeah. Um, it's kind of just, um, it's something that I read today that surprised me. So what I'm going to do is pitch it to you as a question and just see if you guys know the answer because it did surprise me, um, especially looking back at the past two or three years. Do you know how many goals City have scored in their first seven games in the league this season? This season? Not a lot. It's not a lot, is it? Yeah, no, yeah. I think I've heard this. I don't know the exact number, but I know it's not a lot. <sighs> Like it's got something like 11, seven, eight. It's it's ten. And when you think of when, when you, you think, think of this city team, it's um ten goals in seven games is is not the city that you think of. Yeah. And, and that just it just took me but, by surprise a little bit. The thing yeah, is the city City aren't the city that we think of. I mean, for me, whenever Tottenham came up against City, you would be petrified to play them. Like you just think it's a straight L. Now you kind of feel like you could get something out of the game. To be honest, they're not the city mm. that that we all associate with. They're very, very different now. And I don't know. I think they're getting tired of Pet. To be honest, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. I think they're tired of him. To be honest, I think you said that last week. I, 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 I would be tired of him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. Acting. No, nah, um, I think on a real on a real note, um, I do think uh, cities play isn't as diverse as Liverpool's. Like, mm, yeah. you know what City's going to do. And I think one of the games this season that really, like, showed a team just being prepared to fight against City was the Leeds game, where it was 1-1. Mm. Like, Leeds literally soaked up all the pressure and just hit them on the break. They should have scored in the first half with um, 
the right back. What's his name? Ailing. Um, and then they got obviously got the equalizer in the second half and could have nicked it. Um, I'm pretty sure they hit the post or something in the, in the second half as well. So I think loads of teams are just sussing out uh, Man City's play because they don't they don't really have a plan B. It's plan A or bust. And I think um, Pep's, you know, I mean, we see other managers like this, but Pep's like unwielding faith on 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 this system and his players can sometimes come up short. And I think it does it does come up short like we have seen this season and the fact that they're not scoring eights against uh, whoever, you know, mm. like Watford isn't in the, se- in the in the Premier League this season for them to bag eight. But um, yeah, so I, I just, just think... Just, uh, just, just to provide some some context, they're obviously without Aguero and yeah. Jesus has been injured as well. So with your two main strikers injured for the first eight games, you know, yeah. a big portion of the eight games, I think Aguero started one game probably and mm. um, well, two or two or three games here and then Jesus has just started what one or two games here as well. So they played yeah. the majority of their games without at least one of their strikers. So but, the reason why do you know what? Just uh, I think that's a really valid point. But to counter that slightly, when you watch City, particularly this season, they're just they're not even creating the the mm, same yeah. volume of chances that they they created over the past few years. I, I do think they would have definitely a hundred percent scored more goals with at least one of those two fully fit for this whole kind of eight games into this season. But a hundred percent, they're they're creating less chances as well. But according to oh. Abdi. Gabriel Jesus is rubbish. Mm. That's what he. He is right. Well, uh, yeah, he is rubbish. But I mean, I'm trying <laughs> to think of like what's what's different from apart from what, like Junior mentioned. There's no Watford to score eight goals against. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like what's different? Like they've only really lost Sane, who didn't play at all last season, and, and David, David Silva. Silva. Yeah. But like David Silva, he wasn't like towards the end of his Man City run. He wasn't like a high volume chance creator. Like um, I think partly it's fault because he he keeps sticking with this Rodri and Gundogan, like. <laughs> Although, like, they're both good at, like, keeping the ball and everything. But, I mean, if you want to make more chances, you've got Bernardo Silva, you've got Phil Foden, you've got guys... And then Mahrez then played the weekend. But, like, yeah, there's guys who can, can help you create chances in more volume as well and also be more of a goal threat as well. So, can I, I don't know, maybe... Can I answer that, Abdi? I mean, I, I'll yes, try to. Yes, Pep. <laughs> yes, Pep. <laughs> I've got too much hair to be Pep. Um, yeah. I think one thing mm-hmm. that I think is sticks in Pep's mind is... Um, if you think back to last season where they were getting like they were conceding a lot of goals and they were just playing the one they were just playing Rodri and then they were playing the attacking midfielders like Silva and uh, Bernardo and all these guys and then towards like uh, maybe like just before lockdown and definitely after lockdown he moved to this Rodri and Gunnigan um, partnership or whoever plays next to Rodri um, Fernandinho or whatever um, just to shore it up because they were leaking too many goals. And I think he still doesn't trust his defence 100% enough to change it, to um, to go back to the, the old system, where before, when they had all those creative players, that's when you saw them creating the most chances, like you were saying. But obviously, he can't fit it into this um, double pivot that he's playing. Um, so, yeah, I think that's one reason why um, Man City's you know, creativity has dropped. Yeah, I, I think it, it seems to me that I, I don't know if he knows what his best lineup is or what no. his preferred lineup is. That's what it looks like from the outside looking in. And after however many years it's been, four years. Yeah. And I know players have come and gone, and um, but yeah, it I just looks so, like to me yeah. he doesn't know what what his preferred lineup is. 
he's definitely settled on his preferred back four now, isn't it? 100%. That's yeah. That's yeah. Which is a point I was going to make, yeah. actually, just, just very quickly, is that he's done another 40 M's, uh, 40 million pound on Ake, um, mm. just to have him sit on the bench. That's mad. Bro, forty M's is like four M's for them, man. That's nothing. <laughs> Bro, that's forty M's, and that's just like a backup player. Fam, yeah. they spent a hundred. Yeah, they spent a hundred and ten million on centre backs this summer. Mate, they should be doing the quadruple. I'm not being funny. Like, come on, he should be achieving a lot more. Do you not think he should have won the Champions League by now? Oh yeah, it's definitely. Although, um, but for the although output, it seems like, yeah. Although it, it seems like it's working with Cancelo at left back because he was very good in the game. Yeah, he was probably like, the best very... for City. Yeah. And attacking-wise as well, even though he's a, he's a right-footed, right-footed player playing left back, he, he, he seems to be getting involved. In, he seems to be very switched on. He seems like he's got much more of a brain than Carl Walker. Carl Walker is just athlete, bro. Uh, but I wanted to talk about um, what do you guys think of the penalty? Shocking. <laughs> oh yeah, wait, wait, hold yeah, on. Um... Be- be- before we get to the penalty, because we didn't, we just brushed over um, the equaliser. Um, so oh, yeah. obviously, Gabriel Jesus scored. Abdi says it was pure luck. Um, what do you guys think, Mark and, and Tanya? <laughs> nah, that was definitely I'll be honest. Yeah, when I when I when I saw it, in, like, when it happened, like when it actually happened live in front of my eyes, I ge- I was with Abdi. I genuinely thought. It kind of just ricocheted off his ankle when he's twisted quickly and got on the end of it. Then they slowed it down a bit. And I have to be brutally honest, it was just a big moment of quality from Jesus. I honestly think he meant that. Ha ha, Abdi, in your face. In your face. I have to agree with I, I have to agree with Mark because originally I thought, oh, this is a mad fluke. It's flicked off because I thought in, in in the first instance that it had flicked off Trent. That's what I thought, and then uh, Jesus just reacted the quickest. But when you so like what Mark said, when they slowed it down, and you could see that as soon as the ball's arriving, he's already turning into mm-hmm. that direction. So I was like, wow, Jesus is capable of a lot, but produces it very rarely. Um, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and I think he's one of those um, strikers. And why do you that, think that? Why do you think that, Because huh? he, I think he's inconsistent rather why than Orobish. I think he's inconsistent over Orobish. But um, I, I think he's also one of these high volume, like high ratio players where they need a lot of shots to, um, to get like one or two goals in a game. Um, but yeah. Okay, so we talked about the goal. We think, well, three of us think that he meant it. One of us thinks it's a fluke. Um, and that's fair enough. We're all entitled to our opinions. Um, and then shortly after, uh, a very contentious moment in the game. Mark, do you want to lead on that one? And then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, I, th- I think um, Joe Gomez came out afterwards and explained it perfectly. So I'd encourage people to go and listen to that. Because I, I won't do any justice. Um, but for the people who don't know, again, uh, KDB, uh, who can create an an immense uh, bit of power in any ball that he strikes has kind of crossed the ball in. Um, I, I mean, I can see why City called for it because I'd be calling for it if it was my own you team. Have to. to be to be brutally honest, you have to. But uh, and, and I can see uh, I see why they give it. It's because they gave the uh, and we'll touch on this later the Kilman one for Wolves yeah. the day before. So I think for them in that moment it was about being consistent. But it's just not a penalty. Um, at all his arm is kind of behind his back 
uh, and he's kind of twisting away to get out of the way of the ball. It has struck his arm. Obviously, that's not in doubt. Um, but I think if we're giving um, those as penalties, we're, and we're already seeing a crazy amount of penalties in the league this season, we're going to be in for a record high number this season. And I think someone was saying it as well. If you gave those types of penalties in the, the JT, Rio, uh, Dudley King, Jamie Carragher days, the amount of penalties there would have been would have been Insane. Astronomical. It's, so it's just, it's just, um, yeah. It's ridiculous. I think they need to get rid of it because if I was a defender, how are you going to be thinking whenever you're in those situations? Like you can't actually do your job properly, can you? Because you're being scrutinised for it just touching your hand, and it's an absolute joke. Mm. Like when I saw I the mean, Eric Dyer one, that was it for me. And now you're just seeing it all the time now. Obviously, it's nice, it's great when it's not your team, but still, it is still annoying to see it. It really is. Mm. I mean, everyone's gonna get caught with that kind of decision, so you can't celebrate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, what you're already start, yeah. what you're already starting to see is players run up to um, the attackers with their hands behind their back. Yeah, they're just like I've seen already, Kobe do like, it in their mind. And I think, mm. um, in my opinion, I think it's ruining the game because you're just giving. Um, in one instance with offsides, you're giving the impetus to defence, so we're limiting the goals. And if we're honest, if we're being completely honest, we'd rather see open play goals than penalty goals any day yeah, of the week. 100%. And then and then you're giving these ridiculous handball um, penalties that it's just like, what do you want players like next new gen players are just not going to have arms. Is that how we're going to roll? Like what, what, how, how, we, how are we meant to yeah. move forward? Like uh, no arms is the way it's forward. All about, it's all about inclusiveness. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's that's the big the big question is coming from like um, obviously you see these types of things the goalkeeper union the defenders union I've seen so many defenders come out and say now is where do you expect us then or where do you want us to put our hands now because it seems like anywhere that they are if the ball touches your hand now that is it despite uh, like whether it's coming at you with full power you have any idea where the actual ball is they're just giving them you know it's crazy. So it's, it's, I think there needs to be a bit more clarity on where your arms can be, and maybe maybe some thought around the rule change. Does it if it's a scenario like that? Does it have to be a penalty? Because you're mm. you're, you're punishing someone for something that's completely out of their control. Can you think about maybe having uh, an indirect free kick in the box or something? Yeah, just that's exactly really that's out of the defender's work. control. Mm. Yeah, one of my friends is a Liverpool fan. He, he, he mentioned that as well. He said, um. Have- I do think that it will like convolute it a bit. It will be a bit confusing. Yeah, yeah I hear that. But I mean, like, I feel like with with handball, it should, the deliberate rule is stupid because no one is going to deliberately handball it unless they're Suarez. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like if it's on the goal line and and it blo- some bluffing if you hand, then that's definitely a handball because stopping a goal. If it's stopping someone going through on goal, if it's stopping a goal scoring opportunity, then yes, that's a handball. Stuff like that, like. Gomez is one. Clearly, it's not a handball. But I mean, I feel like if it's like if you, if it's far enough for you to get your hand out of the way, then yes. And then if it's stopping a goal scoring opportunity, like bluffing off the goal line, like bluffing against your hand on the goal line, or if like, someone's about to go through on goal line, for example, do you remember the PK's one against Chelsea, where um, yeah, yeah. back in the day when Anelka tried to pass it around him and then he hit, he hit PK's hand, it wasn't deliberate, but you know Anelka would have gone through if it hadn't hit his hand. So that kind of stuff. But obviously, they're just going to keep, you know, 
making the rule more, more and more confusing and then it's just going to be a grey area where you know it's going to be based on the goal, um, the referee's interpretation yeah mm-hmm. um, and just the last point on this is that both in the Kilmon one earlier in the day and in the Liverpool one um, in that game both referees went to the screen and both referees overturned their decisions and I just think Mm. Yo, like you have to use your common sense. Like, how are these players? Yeah. We talked about it. Let's well, move this, on. This is the point. Sorry, this, this is yeah, the point on. that Joe Gomez made after in his in his interview is that both times that the refs went over, they were showed they were shown slowed down clips, slow motions. Yeah, yeah. and wow. it's like you got have to show it if you're going to show it to the refs, you have to show it to them in real time because yeah. on the pitch they don't make slow. The, the game isn't slowed down for you. One hundred percent. It's always going to look worse. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, let's move on because we have nine more games to talk about in this uh, uh, exciting Premier League season if you're anyone other than an Arsenal fan or a United fan. Uh, um, Honourable mention to uh, Brighton and Burnley who played out a fantastic 0-0 draw. Uh, moving on. Southampton yeah. played <laughs> Southampton <laughs> played Newcastle and I must say um, they won 2-0 and they ended up um, on Friday, top of the league, and they spent, you know, uh, a little bit on top of the on, on top of the league until um, Chelsea won. Um, no, not Chelsea, Leicester or Spurs. When Spurs won, Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but shout out Southampton, like the amazing job that we always say Harson Hootsel's doing. Yeah, yeah, every um, week. For Southampton to be top, even did you know? Um, I have, I saw this thing on Sky Sports. That the last time like Southampton were top of the league, it was in, like in the sixties. So no the way. Fact that, that's crazy. Yeah, top of the top wow. flight, of course. Um, so the fact that Southampton managed to be top just for um, even just a little while in the Premier League just speaks like um, a lot about the job that he's doing there with the players that he's got, and especially because everyone's like. Or oh, no Danny Ings, no goals. Yeah, but, I didn't think they were winning that, you know, without him. But do you think there you go. Hassenhutl, like, can you see him in the future, like, managing a top four team? Or no? Nah? I, I can see him managing a big... Um, don't know whether the next step will be one of the bigger teams, but I can definitely see him seeing him keep progressing at that ladder 100%. Mm-hmm. In coaching terms, yeah. he's still only young. Yeah, mm. I think he's brilliant. I really do. That was, just, that was a fantastic goal by Jay Adam, by the way. What a yeah, it was a brilliant goal. Yeah. But just yeah, was, quickly was. on... Walcott, um, fired at him. <laughs> just quickly back on the Hassan Hutel thing. Um, I'd rather it be like a the Pochettino thing as opposed yeah. to a, a Mark... Mar, uh, what's his name? Mark Silver, whatever his name was. Um, mm. The Ever- uh, former Everton manager, Watford manager, whatever. Marco Silver, yeah. Marco mm. Silver, yeah, yeah, him. Um, I'd prefer it to be like that because we see like um, when uh, Pochettino took over Spurs, there was like little expectation. Like he was, yeah. um, Spurs had a young team and he was able to just like implement a lot of his um, ideas and stuff. And I think that's what Harsen Hutel would need to, to have at a big club because you see what the job he's done with like such little players at Southampton. Um, and he's brought mm. players through like the fullbacks, uh, Valerie, um, I'm not going to name all of them because I can't, I, I don't remember <laughs> and I can't be asked. Um, yeah, Valerie's yeah. not a good example because he's rubbish. <laughs> but like, <laughs> he, even like the job he's done with Che Adams, like when, when he came, we were like, ah, oh, this guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he's stuck with him. He's given him opportunities and now he's scoring. 
um even like mm-hmm. um yeah. after lockdown when when the games re- um project restart whatever you want to call it he was um he, he managed to score four goals in that period and this is for a player who had only scored one goal that whole of it like the rest of the season so um mm. and now he's bagging in the now he's bagging and he's the top guy because obviously Ings is is out injured but he's done a really yeah, good job I think his biggest definitely his biggest credit in Danny Ings and turning him mm. into like a lethal goal scorer mm. yeah, so, yeah that's the one that's what that's what will get him that's what probably like seeing him transform a guy who was you know pretty much injury prone and then um and you know scored a decent amount of goals but then as soon as he turns up he gives him the confidence to be like uh, you know probably mm. one of the best strikers in the league as well so that's probably his biggest credit um, yeah and well another thing that impresses me about Southampton is that in the season really lacking of clean sheets I think they've kept four and eight wow, which I think might be the, the, the joint top in the league and when you consider wow. no disrespect uh, at all but the, the quality of their back four when you compare it to uh, mm. teams in the top six for example yeah. uh, and they're kind of keeping clean sheets in a, a lot much easier fashion than even my team Liverpool at the moment it's, it's impressive mm. very yeah and considering yeah. that this is the majority of this team played um, is part of that team that lost 9-0 um, yeah I was going to say yeah um, there has been minimal changes obviously Hoiberg uh, has, has joined Spurs and um, they've lost more than they've brought in, but you could just see that. I just think he's doing a really good job. And shout out Southampton, really. Um, yeah, man, big up. One of the few, te- one of the few teams that play four four two as well. Yeah, yeah, old so, school. Who else plays it? Burnley play four four two. What was the other team that you mentioned a couple of weeks ago? If I remember, but, um, but yeah, it's impressive watching you know them be very like you said, clean and clean sheet, be quite strong. Um, you know, and then never rarely changing the uh, the lineup as well. So, mm. um, big up to them. Although I feel like injuries might catch up to them, like it has been to most teams. Yeah. Mm. Um, moving on, unless anyone has any burning. Um, nope. Cool. <laughs> the next game was uh, Everton versus United. Um, it was it was a, f- a game full of. Um, mm. I feel it was like action packed. It was like kind of end to end at one point, and yeah. um, mm-hmm. and then United asserted their dominance uh, once once Fernandez gave. I wouldn't say dominance, you know. I don't think United were that great. Mm. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Nah. I just think Everton were really poor, to be honest. They yeah, they're missing Richarlison. I think they're missing him. Mm. But you say that, but you have to like, even though Everton were poor. We've seen uh, United succumb to even just stupid goals and stupid yeah, mistakes, but true. they dominated the ball and they didn't let Everton back into the game, which they could have done because um, Everton still have threats on the field like uh, James Rodriguez played, but he played yeah. terrible. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin barely touched the ball. Um, I think the, the, the times that uh, DCL touched the ball was when he was out wide mm. for a lot of them. Um, so, and Maguire... You know, we always slate him, but he, had he headed game. everything out of that box. He he dominated that defense, and that's what I mean. Like, fair enough. Like Everton played really badly, but United had to turn up. Basically, you can't because mm. they could have both turned uh, played really badly, and we could have had a dead one-one draw or whatever. It's just so yeah, weird. Whenever after... oh, go on, go on. Sorry. Sorry. Um, 
is is Michael Keane the most stupid guy in football, bro? <laughs> he has no idea. He has no idea what to do when the ball comes into the box. How many like both the goals came from like guys just walking in behind him? Like he, they played. They started. It started with um, uh, Keane and Holgate because I think Mina was uh-huh. there. I don't know. But then every, both the both the goals that Man United scored were like from headers because Holgate. I thought I watched Holgate closely, and he actually had a decent game. Like mm-hmm. he was very good in his duels, and like Martial didn't get. Did Martial play? Was it yeah, Martial? he did. No, yeah. yeah, it was. It yeah, was Martial. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and Martial didn't get any drive, and then the only really drive they got was when um, Rashford was getting in behind. Uh, Coleman and and um, in between Coleman and um, and Keane and Keane just seems stupid to me. He just like he just like he, like just think about it. Like the first goal came from someone walked in behind you. The second goal comes in again the same way as well. So and then Pitford as well. That that court, that cross oh, coming in. He's just waiting for the ball to bounce off the post. Like one idiot. <laughs> and he he did another madness as well. It was with Maguire, I think it was. Oh my god! Yeah, he, that was a blatant foul. No, do you know what? He he thinks he's a ninja. I think I genuinely think he thinks he's a ninja. Like it's not correct. Like he's, oh, I hate this yeah. guy. So for for those who didn't see. Uh, Pickford came out to to claim a cross um, at the back post. Maguire headed it, won the header, and Pickford kneed him in his stomach or his groin. I, I don't remember, but um, it was, yeah, it's very it's very similar when he threw the ball onto Origi's in the last minute of the derby. Like, I don't know what he tries to do. I think he just tries to, in his mind, when I try to think about rationally what he's trying to do, one or two things. One. He either in his mind when he when he's playing he hears he just thinks he's like a he, he, he thinks he's like a superhero in his head. But either that or like he's always like you always see him like even when someone shoots over the bar he always like tries to do that little cool goalie thing where you jump over the bar and you you hang on the crossbar and he's like he's trying to like what's the word like. Um, make people forget about the fact that he's a very, very short goalkeeper. So he's always trying to show how athletic he is where he jumps up in the air and then he always gets these moments where he just looks silly as well. So, But yeah, I think now Ancelotti knows, knows that he's probably not going to... Uh, he's probably best if he brings back the other goalkeeper now. I think Pickford will, will still start. I can't, I can't lie. I, I see him as Everton and England's number one. Um, well, yeah, we've got, like... a, we've got a crown in charge, so... Um, and then you know what yeah I I must take issue with you guys because you guys take the piss and you call me Cavani all the time yes you scored congrats no no oh finally because when Cavani scored none of you sent me a congrats so I'm very pissed off I'm Cavani when he I'm Cavani when he doesn't score (laughs) I'm Cavani when he doesn't score but when he scores no I'm not Cavani it's not fair I could could finish my I I thought you was going to go far post with the finish you even caught me out of that one yeah no nah, yeah. i should be a bit clever you know like yeah <laughs> even my body just so, the listeners, just so the listeners know junior's hair right now is exactly the level of cavani he looks so much more he looks more like cavani right now than cavani <laughs> <laughs> i have yeah, curly yeah, hair in fact, where were you junior on um on yeah, Saturday exactly. yeah. No, yeah. allegedly allegedly <laughs> <laughs> he went out the chat he, w- he went out the chat as soon as cavani came on so it's a bit suspicious isn't it? Yeah, Guys, come on, man! Don't bait me, man! Don't bait me! Come on! <laughs> but you know, I could break them. Bruno Fernandez made uh, the right decision. I, I'm call, I'm calling you from Uruguay right now. <laughs> 
But on United, though, like, they are just... This team is a yo-yo. Like, why is it whenever Oli's job is on the line, they deliver? It makes no sense. Did you see his rant saw, after the game as well? Perfect. He's losing it. Perfect. Oli's getting triggered, mate. Getting I, triggered. I, saw this, I saw this meme. You know when you, you're playing video games and you're slouched back, and then when you're losing, you, you lean forward. Yeah, yeah. They, they were like, this is Oli. When his job's on the line, he leans forward. <laughs> I'll play properly now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a big, it was a big uh, result for United. Uh, more so for Oli because now he stays in the job for a little bit longer, and 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 we move. I think we, that we just, see. I think it also just proved that we were probably overhyping Everton a little bit, me included. Yeah. Dark horse. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so sure about yeah. that. I think I did say that you can, you can never ever call anything after three or four games. Yeah, never. yeah, it's true. Um, moving on, uh, we saw Palace take on Leeds. Um, and what I'm shocked at the scoreline 4 1, but um, Eze scored his first uh Premier League goal as well. What a free kick that was! But that game was marred with controversial decisions as well. Did you lot what see a stupid decision? Oh, <laughs> did you lot see the Bamford? So basically, Bamford points to, I can't remember who was on the wing. It was on the right wing. Where he wants the ball. (laughs) And the player plays it. And so when Bamford controls and scores, which was a really good finish as well. It was great control and good finish. Mm -hmm. um, They checked for offside and Bamford's whole arm was deemed offside. What? His feet. That is the thing that he scored with was onside, completely onside, but his arm where he was pointing where yeah, he wants where the ball was, was offside. They're, make, they're making things up. They're freestyling now. Honestly, what is going on? I think uh, Leeds have that written a uh, a Leeds have written a letter to the um, referee association or whatever it's called um, to to clarify what offside is. So they want to know what parts of your body can be offside and what parts you can score with. Um, it's a bit cheeky because they're saying like, if my arm's offside, how can I score with my arm? Can I score with my arm? I don't know. So, but yeah. They changed the rule though. I think they changed the rule to make it like the top of your sleeve. Yeah, the, so... but still, but still like Bamford, if if Bamford's not going to score with his arm, That's is he? Joke. That is, an, that is mm. terrible. Wow. And also, what if you're wearing a long sleeve shirt? I had that thought but I, I didn't say it at the time because they were talking about the, the sleeve yeah but I don't know um, I think it's below your armpit or something like that I'm not sure I must say I'm very very shocked by Bamford I thought yeah, he'd be same. rubbish same maybe it's just mm. about the case mm. about finding the right team in it so. and the right manager because Bielsa trusts him like I've, I've, I don't know because I, I was telling you guys before I, I thought um, Bamford was a you know a semi okay championship striker, but my guy is scored seven goals in the league this season. Um, wow, and he's just, seven goals! That's yeah, not bad. Doing, That's pretty good. He's doing really well. Um, but yeah, so um, Everton, um, not Everton, Crystal Palace, four-one winners. Uh, I, I was not expecting that at all. No, definitely not. Mm. Definitely not. Um, move on. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. can't remember. Was it was it last week that I said? Um, yeah, I was talking about Palace being yeah. that team that you just don't. Yeah. So you got the other Palace on the yeah. way. Yeah. So it's the good side of that. The good side. Yeah, it's true. It's completely true, and I completely agree with you. Like next 
um, after the international break, we might get like Palace losing 3 0. We just don't know what to expect. You don't know. Every time I watch, every time I watch Palace, I just think there's just a bunch of street ballers. <laughs> and then, like this is them in the cages, but I like I like I like like obviously Eze and Zaha when they start connecting. This is going to look really good for them, and obviously mm. they can hopefully get a settled you know decision on who's going to be a player up front. Is it going to be Benteke? Is it going to be Batshuayi? Is it going to be I don't know whoever plays. Are you? Are you? Because they've been they they play four four two as well now. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And Zaha for early parts of the season were playing was playing up top with Are you? Yeah. Um, but let's move on. Uh, the evening game on Saturday was Chelsea versus Sheffield United. Um, I think Sheffield United definitely collapsed. Um, they're going game. down, baby. They're going down. I still don't <laughs> think they're going down, you know. They are. Who's coming back with the agenda? I can't wait for them to go, bruv. Honestly, see you later. <laughs> Get out, mate. Them and Burnley. Ta da. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, Burnley I can get behind. Burnley I can get behind. I'm not sure about Sheffield United. Um, it's kind of it's kind of worrying now that Chelsea have scored oh, those goals now. Very worrying. Clicking for them up front. Yeah. Told you so, guys. Mm-hmm. I told you. Uh, but, uh, and Ziyech came back in uh, uh, since he's been in. He's been fantastic. And you know, no surprise because obviously he's a, he's a fantastic player. Um, his deliveries. Uh, sometimes when I watch Arsenal, I'm just like, bro, this guy's deliveries are so. This is exactly what we need, but. And it's really helping Chelsea as well. Like they... Did they not pay like yeah. 33 mil yeah. for him? And you lot got Willian. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. expensive much, at all. Boy. I've said yeah. it. I, I, I think... think... No, I was just going to say, I think Chelsea, listen, I said it in the beginning. I think they're going to definitely challenge. I actually think they could potentially beat City. Because look, I get that they need time to gel. But I think their their time has come now. They're starting to play really well together. Chill well. He's having a really good season so far, I think. I think he's been quality for them. I really do. But the they didn't have Havertz. Yeah, and they didn't have Havertz or Pulisic wasn't playing. It's crazy the amount of depth they have, man. It's, it's mad. Can I, can I interject? Just go, really go on, Junior. Go on. I know you're dying too. Go on, Edinson. Can we slow this train down? No. Uh, because I think the same thing we were talking about Everton we we must apply the same rationale to talk about Chelsea. Yeah, but there's a big quality difference. There is a big quality difference, but can I just say, firstly, um, we've seen them in two big games, Man United and um, Liverpool. United and a big game. I don't know these days, you know. I, I mean, know. it's the classic It's the classic top six, because then you could yeah. say the same about Arsenal or whatever. But um, I just think... Uh, Chelsea didn't look great in those kind of games um, and that's fair enough they have improved a lot their back line is, is sturdier mm-hmm. but Thiago is 36 so won't play every single game mm-hmm. fair enough um, Lampard will be in charge of picking and choosing what games he, he does play and what games he does rest um, <clears throat> Chilwell people were saying oh my god this is the best left back ever up until um, lockdown and then he was air. Everyone's like, oh, what have Chelsea no, bought? Blah, I blah, blah. I didn't say that, but yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, um, I, I think Chilwell is a very good player, but I, I do think he's slightly overhyped. And in a team where he's potentially not having to do as much defensively, he might shine even more. Um, and know. he's already got two goals on, on, on that. But... Going forward, Chelsea are absolutely frightening. And and now they're playing, uh, well, they did against Burnley. They played with uh, Kante and then Mount and Havertz yeah. um, just ahead with no responsibility. Mm. 
sure that you can't fly against a Man City or a Liverpool because they will rip you apart if you're playing like that. But against the other teams, yeah, I could see them having a lot of um, like no, a lot of joy playing I'm that way. Scared. But I just think, I just think that it's it's um it's too early to be calling the the Chelsea title challenge because up until a couple of weeks ago we were saying how rubbish are Manchester United and Chelsea I know so, but um, things can change Junior this is the thing things can change yeah, it's two right. weeks it's no, two weeks now listen you're right because they haven't really played top opposition as well I mean Sheffield United they've played they've played Burnley you know they've played some easy teams but I just think they're scoring a lot of goals they, they're, they're they're conceding less you know, they, exactly, they sorted yeah. out the Kepa issue. No, I that, agree. The Kepa not... issue was a big thing for them and they've sorted that out now. Exactly, and look, yeah. Thiago's 36. That's exactly what I Thiago's 36, mm-hmm. I get that. But the thing is, I think that's a short-term thing with Chelsea. They'll replace him eventually. Yeah. I really do think that. I think they're dangerous, mm-hmm. man. I'm scared. No, of ob- Yeah. Obviously, they're not signing Thiago Silva on a, a six-year deal. I, I'm not saying <laughs> that, like, whatsoever. But I'm just saying, yeah. like... I, I, look, I don't want to take anything away from Chelsea because... Um, Sheffield United rarely concede more than two goals and mm. they slapped them. And it could, have been, it could have been so much more. And even against Burnley, Burnley's a tough place to go yep. and Chelsea made it look so easy. Um, so I, I'm not trying to take anything away from, from Chelsea and I think mm. they are frightening. Like Werner's scoring goals now. Um, and we, we, we talked about Ziyech and like the fact that his left foot is actually a wand. It just goes wherever he puts it. Um, but... I do think it's a bit too early to be like hyping it up a title challenge. We need to see them I hear that. be consistent. I hear that, but like I feel there's a part of me that thinks that Chelsea haven't even properly got going yet. I yeah. feel like there's still more to come as well. Mm. I still feel like you know, obviously we haven't seen much of Pulisic this year. Havertz no. hasn't fully settled, and like um, on the Chilwell point, obviously like Chilwell isn't the best left back in the league. Obviously, no. not everyone can be Andy Robertson. But, I mean, with Chilwell, he's definitely the type of guy where, um, if you think about where they came from before, like they had Emerson, who was just very average, and Alonso mm. was a disaster. So coming back from that and having a solid left-back who just does his job and he's really consistent every week, you don't have to be Roberto Carlos. You, you, may, you can just mm. be, uh, like, you know, uh, they, all they need is just competence. And then the same thing as well. Mendy, he looks good so far. Mm. Um, you know, he may make mistakes coming forward, but... They, they needed an improvement on the absolute disaster that was Kepa. Yeah. And so, um, you know, Mendy coming in and you just need someone who's competent. And that, and then as well, similar thing as well with Thiago. He's obviously not the... Right now, he's past his best. But, I mean, he's definitely the type of guy who can come in and steady the ship because we, it was a joke how many goals they were conceded, especially from set pieces as well. Mm. And Abby, can I ask you a question? Well. Mm. Can I ask you a question? You said that yeah. you, don't, you don't feel we've seen the best out of Chelsea. Uh, do you feel like... That could be said about a lot of the teams in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I, obviously it is very early. But Chelsea, no, no, I wouldn't say that actually, to be honest. Because um, with Chelsea, the reason I say that is because they've got a really stacked squad. And mm. they, a lot of new boys who've just come in recently. Mm. Like, for example, Ziyech. And, you know, um, Thiago just came in for the last couple of games. Um, Chilwell didn't start the first couple of games. That's why, like, we were criticising them. Because they still had, like, they, they played the Liverpool game with Alonso at the back. Christensen was playing all of these guys. And then when they get to the point where they've got the... the cause Tammy Abraham played. And, and yeah, really they've got Giroud still. Uh, Tammy Abraham. 
So Crazy. we kind of anticipate that Tammy Abraham will probably be on the bench when they get their first choice front four of Ziyech, Werner, Pulisic and Havertz in behind. So I still think there's more to come as well. And who knows who's going to play centre mid? Is it going to be Jorginho? Is it going to be Kante? Mount? Mm. Is it going to be Kovacic? So it's crazy. That's one of the oh. There's still more to come from Chelsea. Wait, wait. That 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 wasn't my um, that wasn't my question. I get what you're saying. I don't mean in terms of like quality or whatever, but I just mean like. Getting because into third see, gear sort of thing. No, no. I, um, um, sorry, Adios answered my mm. question as if I'm talking about it's too early in the season and teams haven't got going. That's not what I'm saying. We've seen a lot of teams not play how they might play. Like Liverpool still look like they're searching for the right formula. Man City uh, and, and, and stuff. Even Spurs. Spurs yeah. are winning games, but they're not playing mm. particularly well. They're just no. winning games. And... Front, like even with Spurs, like that front three is crazy. So once it clicks, and they start playing, 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 we that's hope. scary. But that's what I'm asking you. So the same, the same kind of analy- like uh, the same analysis that you've given to Chelsea, could you not say that other teams in the league could be afforded the same analysis? Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, I, I guess so. When you put it like that, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah I say so. But I just feel like um, Chelsea haven't really gel together as a team and this and been and you see, we've seen signs of it getting like you know we've been good big improvement so far and they haven't fully gelled as a team so I feel like there's more to come. But I yeah just, let's be mm. spoken a while on Chelsea so Oh on. yeah we have yeah let's move on let's move on. Okay so um West Ham played Fulham. Um wait was oh, that the oh late kickoff on, on Oh yeah. let's play <laughs> so that game was pretty non eventful until the last five minutes. Uh, so West Ham scored, um, and then Suchek, Suchek, pick up Suchek, Suchek yeah, again popping up with, uh, for West Ham, um, and then at the other end, Fulham win a penalty, and they they had the chance to equalise and get an important valuable point because to be fair, Fulham had picked up points um, in the last couple of games, so this was a to continue that up steps Lookman Adamola Lookman who spent. Uh, last few seasons in the Bundesliga. Steps up, looks, looked confident, you must say. Then he delivered a Penenka that will live on in the memory of everyone who watched it. <laughs> Listen, can I, I just say... I believe that. What, he was should Mitrovic be paid. Or what? Mitrovic is injured. Oh, who, so why is Lookman the penalty taker? Like, I'm, <laughs> sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, um, what's his face? Uh, Mitrovic has been out of the team, he's just coming back from an injury. So, like, they're not using him a lot. So, he's that's what I meant. Uh, he He's back, but he's he's still been injured. Do you know he what I mean? He shouldn't like, be paid. He shouldn't be paid um, oh, for the rest of the are. season. No, I'm being serious. I'm sorry. I think he deserves everything he gets for doing that. That is an absolute disgrace. Because, let's be real, Fulham, the situation that they're in, right, they could get relegated. It just looks like it's, it's going that way. But you had an opportunity and you're doing you're doing little chips like that. Nah, bro. Take him off the wage bill now, bro. He deserves everything uh, he gets. Uh, I, I just looked at the hold on, I just looked oh, at Mitrovic the, played the whole game. Mitrovic played, yeah. The yeah, whole yeah, game. Oh, oh my days. Yeah. Oh, uh, my bad. He he was he was um he didn't play the other games because of lack of fitness, but he played the whole game and Lookman still took the penalty. <laughs> uh, okay, let's 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 uh, firstly, I don't understand why Lookman's taking penalty. He's not he's not a senior player. <laughs> He's not a senior player, and he, he, I, I've, I never, I've never seen him to be a penalty taker. Maybe he's sick out and enjoying Lulu's. 
But your main striker, your senior player, those are the ones who take penalties. Secondly, I don't begrudge him for trying that. Because I do. there's one thing, I, like, match of the day has never given any good punditry in it for as long as I've lived. But one thing that Danny Murphy said, <laughs> I watched the match of the day years ago, was go, um, you should always go down the middle, especially if it's a last-minute pen, because goalkeepers want to make right. a big save. Who like and they'll dive, they'll do like a big diving save. So you, I understand going down the middle. The Penenka, I don't begrudge him for trying it because you should try it. And if it look, if it no. if it falls off, then it looks really good. But <laughs> obviously, you have to score. So, no, no. no I can, I, can I just say? Can I say? Come on. I was just going to say, think of think of some of those pens, the the Penenkas that you've seen in the past. And very rarely has someone hit the ball with as little power as that. I know yeah. the reason is to chip it in, but bro, I could have left my house, got to the stadium, and saved that myself. <laughs> no, but come on, like there was no there was no power on that whatsoever. It was the yeah. wrong time to try that though for me. I think you do that when you're sort of like in the game, two nil up. You might try a cheeky uh, little chip, but yeah. at that point, I think that's nah. I, Pilo- I think he's out of order. Pirlo did it against England in a World Cup. <laughs> Pirlo was disrespectful, but Pirlo got height, height and a bit of power on that. Yeah, no, 100%. No, look, it was awful execution of the Penenka. Um, but I, I can't lie. I've watched that video so many times. <laughs> so Everyone has. I, I, I felt a bit... Did you see? Um, I think Declan Rice was the main culprit. Yeah, I, 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 I would have done it myself. I'm not. No, no, no. I would have done it myself. Nah. I'm sorry. What, but what if you happened? try and be cheeky, you have to hold a bit of. You have to hold it. You have to be prepared to hold Declan it. Declan Rice jumped up in his face, man. If it was, if it wasn't, so I don't know, I've, seen, I've seen Martin Keown do that about ten times worse. Yeah, obviously Martin Keown's rock. Yeah, but that's Van Nistelrooy. <laughs> no, you, no, no, no. It can't suit you when it suits you. It can't suit you. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Obviously, but the thing is. The thing is, Adam Olukman is a young guy, man. I don't, I don't, I didn't like. Oh, we can't keep making these excuses. I hear that. I I honestly hear that. But he's a young guy who's just stepped up to take a pen in the Premier League. If he's shouldering the responsibility, he's got to take that. Comes with it. You're right. You're right. And punch him in his face, man. And he cost me two points in fantasy (laughs) Premier League because he missed a penalty. But it's still funny. Anyway, let's move on. Shout out, Lookman. The next game on Sunday was um, Spurs versus West Brom away from home. Tanya, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm a broken record because I said it about the Brighton and the Burnley game. We've not been playing that great. Um, I think West Brom, credit to them, they defended really, really well. And... Um, it's our bogey team at the end of the day. We don't have a good record against West Brom and we don't play well usually, typically, against teams that put all their guys behind the ball. But I think, look, um, Harry Kane scored brilliant ball. Again, again. And look, that's... That, again, yeah. That's all you can ask for. You you want your, your top players to step up in those moments and that's exactly what he did. But it was very sluggish. I don't think... Um, the front three were that great. Um, Son didn't have a great game. Bell, I'm a bit concerned about. I'm not going to lie. Like, he's not looking that great. I will keep saying, you know, he needs time. But I don't know. I feel mm. like he needs to give me a bit more now because it's, it's not I, I looking think, great. Can just on. one thing on that. I, th- I can't remember if I actually said it to you or not, if I just held it in. 
I don't know. Mm. I, can't, I honestly can't remember. But I, I just think... held it in. When you, when you signed him, I always thought to myself, I yeah. think Spurs fans are expecting the Spurs bell to come back to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's a, it's a completely different bell now. He can't... Um, he can't essentially do what he did to players at Spurs back then. No. He can't do that now. Yeah, no, no, I get that. And uh, we were just so gassed that a player like that's coming back. Like, we love him, don't we? And we probably did think that he would be the bell of old. But he's not. And um, that's not why we didn't play well. We we didn't turn up, really. And West Brom, listen, I was getting so annoyed because they were just blocking everything. Like, Kane could have had about three if they actually went in. But credit to them, they did really well. How long do you think Son wanted... Son, how long do you think he wanted for that chance, man? He took oh, forever. He took, <laughs> that's what I mean. Waited, waited. Oh, <laughs> Every West Brom player got back behind the... Even Sam and Billich got behind the ball then. <laughs> I know, I'm telling you. I literally got up, made my dinner, everything. Like, I was like, Jesus, Son, man. Nine times out of ten, he scores those. But look, mm. credit to Mourinho. I thought his substitutions were good. Let's also kind of change the game. And look... You you got to win ugly sometimes. I genuinely think we would have lost these games under Poch and under Mourinho last season when we had all them crazy injuries because, you know, he was new to the job. And, yeah, I think we would have lost them mm. games. And it feels a bit more sweet of winning like that, I'll be honest. Like, I was so happy that we, we scored in the end. But, yeah. look, uh, I no, think... Do you know what? I was... Go on, Mark. Go on. No, I was just going to say, I was going to say that to you, is that I know you, whether you're disappointed with the performance or not, the one positive that you can take from that game, and obviously there'll be more than one positive, is that you came away with the three points, you come away with a clean sheet, um, mm. and there isn't, there's not much better in football than a late winner, even when you oh, play bad. I tell you, we were bad, we were, and I don't, a lot of players weren't up to scratch. Hoybe, I don't think, was that great, and Dombele was good in the first half, but I think my, our big test is the next three games we've got coming up, City, Chelsea, then Arsenal. I think we've, kind of had an easy run in whether you like it or not I think what, what was you saying Abdi? Yeah, no. it, it's five I'm games it's, yeah. it's after after Man City Chelsea yeah, and Arsenal you've got Wolves and Leicester so yeah, those I know, are still but big games for me I still think them three because they're at the minute they're sort of well mm. they're classed as title challengers yeah. so this will tell me what are we about this season I'm not saying we're going to challenge for the league because it, it's not come on it's Tottenham like I don't care we're not going to win the league but, like, if we can get something at City... I mean, look, out of them three, we could get six points. Why not? We could beat City. Uh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just to prefix this, that you also have to sandwich in um, yeah. Europa League games. So it's not going to yeah. be as straightforward as that. Obviously, you're going to rest the majority of the players um, for, for those games and stuff. But you know what? I take it, I take it back to what I was saying a, a couple of minutes ago when Abdi was talking about Chelsea... I still think there's a lot to come from from Spurs. You know, I have to be yeah. I have to be non-biased on this podcast, but yeah, um, I think there's a lot to come from Spurs, especially the front three. You have to remember, Bell came with an injury, so yeah, he's yeah. still finding his feet. And like Mark said, it's not going to be the the Bell of 2011 or 2012 or whenever he was at um, Spurs or whatever. And then it was, it's not the Bell that won the uh, Player of the Year. So you just have to give it time, and Bell's gonna get you goals, crucial goals. Like he scored the winner against Brighton. So yeah, yeah, um, that's true. That's so true. the the important thing here is to pick up points, and then the worrying thing will be if that come December January you're still playing badly and the mm. results aren't coming. That's yeah. when you have to. Um, 
Yeah, that is a concern. I do. The only criticism I have of Mourinho, I do feel like he don't play to our strengths sometimes. And I think, I don't know if he's a bit scarred from the West Ham game because we haven't conceded. Um, we've only conceded one goal in the last three games. And I don't know, I still think it's a bit too sort of safe at the minute in games. Like, I wanted us to be more attacking in that game against West Brom. Like, we didn't really go for it. But look, can't complain, can't complain. I think we've got to move on because, yeah. Let's move on. We've got a few uh, things Abdi, to talk about. Uh, Abdi is twitching. Um, oh, next... <laughs> No, no, the next game is Leicester oh, no. versus Wolves. Oh, okay. Don't jump the gun. Um, uh, Leicester won one nil to go top of the table to eclipse Spurs. Um, it was it was an exciting game. Let's be honest. I was they expecting much more well. from Wolves. Wolves mm. literally sat back and soaked up the pressure. Uh, I was expecting mm. more from them. Leicester dominated the whole game. Uh, Wolves only had chances in like eighty minutes plus. Uh, another penalty, contentious. We talked about it a bit earlier. Um, it was the game before Liverpool Man City. And Kilman uh, handled the ball from like literally two yards away from um, uh, what's his face uh, Pratt, Pratt, whatever his name is. <clears throat> um, wasn't it? Was it? Was it? Wasn't it? Castania, the right back. I thought it was Pratt. Oh, it might have been Pratt. To be fair, they look alike. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, yeah, it was, it was identical. It was identical to the Joe Gomez one. Yeah, it was. But but but. I think it was um, it was a lot closer, which which made me think that it would be it would go in Kilman's favor because like yeah. what's my man to do? But anyway, they gave it. Jamie Vardy scored. Then a few minutes later, Leicester got another penalty, and this time Vardy didn't score. So oh, um, the missed yeah. penalty! I didn't even know that. that yeah, happened. he missed the penalty. Yeah, his, pen, his pens are quite predictable sometimes. Yeah. Mm, mm. Uh, but anyway, Leicester won, and like Big I said, they Leicester, went top. Though of they're they're doing well as well. You have to give credit to Brendan Woods. I just want to shout out. Awesome. I just want to shout out um Casper Schmeichel for that unbelievable that save. save. What a save! What a save! He's a good goalkeeper, man. He's quality. Mm. I think he's underrated. And you know what? Abdi, on that point, I think we're due. We're due a real, uh, a real quality goal from Neves very soon. Mm. very soon it's been a while he, he really does produce them more so he produced them in the championship to an unbelievable effect yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah they were, saying, like, that they, were was... saying, they were saying Neves is probably the best player that's ever played in the championship um, but yeah I think like that guy he doesn't know how to score like a normal goal he only scores <laughs> yeah he doesn't like that was going top bins but did you also know that this was the first game since Wolves came back to the Premier League, that Moutinho didn't feature in. Oh, oh is it? Oh, yeah. So, so Incredible yeah. So let's uh, let's move on. And and also, when they got him, he was thirty. He was thirty, I think, thirty-one. So yeah, he's like 32, 33 now. Yeah. So uh, let's move on uh, to the final game of the weekend, and yeah, and that was it, guys. Right, guys Episode sixteen. <laughs> <No, laughs> don't try it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that All right, was so, so entertaining. Boy. Aston Villa travelled to um, the Emirates and for anyone who paid £15 to watch that and you're an Arsenal fan, you are you're a mug. Idiot. You're a proper <laughs> yeah. mug. I, I, I allegedly watched it on the stream Me and too. even then I wanted why my money back. Even then oh, I wanted my money back. you watched the stream? Allegedly. 
no, no, I'm joking. I don't care. Right. I watched it on the stream, and even then, I wanted my money back. I was like, I didn't pay the fifteen, <laughs> but I wanted the fifteen back. It was a joke. Watching, watching Arsenal, yeah, I think Junior can agree. Literally, it's about fifteen seconds of a game. You can tell whether we're on stupidness, and that was the case when their goal. To be fair, like that goal that was disallowed in the first minute, I thought that should have because although Barkley was in Leno's line of vision, Leno probably wouldn't have saved it. He wouldn't have scored, yeah. Was in the top corner as well. And that kind of set the the tone for the game as well. Like, in the first minute, there's not really any organisation, you know, holding, bro. I don't get that guy at all. I don't get it. I just don't get it. He's just like, I feel like he's, bro, I'm going to say, I think he's worse than Mustafi. What? Oh, come on. No, uh, he's not the the, um, the calibre of player that you'd expect to be no. on a team that's really looking to make leeway and, and, and bring themselves back into the, the contention over the next few years. From the outside looking in, that's not the calibre of player that I'd expect to see. Ta- Tanya's got her hand up. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for Mark to finish. I'm waiting for him to finish. <laughs> you look like you're in court, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, see you, no, I just, Arteta, right? Look, I'm not saying Arteta should be sacked, right? Mm. But I, massive question marks, guys. You have to admit, like, I, that, that picture Mark sent in the group chat, how many of your players were behind the, how, honestly, like, a back, a back eight. A back eight. <laughs> two yeah. nil down. And this is at two nil two down, 70 nil minutes. Down. Yeah. Like, the manager's got to take responsibility for that. But also, William, why does he keep persisting? Don't even mention that guy around me. (laughs) Don't even mention that guy around me. That guy, he is absolutely a waste of space. Hold on, hold on. Let me me just get into it. Yeah, let me just get into it. I was so angry during the game, yeah, that I made up a list, yeah, of strikers better than Lacazette, yeah? And listen to my list, yeah? So, uh, look, you guys will see it there. I titled it Strikers Better Than Lacazette. And I've got a list of 24 players. So wow. Harry Kane, Vardy, Aguero, Ings, Aubameyang, Martinelli, Werner, Jesus, Jimenez, Jota, Firmino, Martial, Rashford, Greenwood, Watkins, Albert Lewin, Richarlison, Abraham, Giroud, Wilson, Oy. Morpé, Antonio, Bamford and Che Adams. Tell me I'm lying. No, you're not lying. And I made another just, list as well. <laughs> I made another list of players, players in the Premier League better than um, <laughs> Willian and it's everyone. <laughs> but like, what is this obsession with Willian? Like, He's had a good game against Fulham, but like, to be fair, I was critical of Pepe. I still am. Mm-hmm. But Junior said it last week or the week before. He's not getting a consistent run of games. And I just feel like Arteta's yeah. not really managing that very well. Like, he played good in Europa League, apparently. I didn't watch that game, but he's been playing quite yeah. decent. Why are you then dropping in the next game? He's not started two games in a, row, in a row, I heard. Reg- like, that's crazy. Regardless of, regard- regardless of Pepe's performances or, you know, his questionability or anything like that, he provides an unpredictability that William just does not have in his locker. Honestly, he was Every so time you William gets the ball, you know exactly what he's going to do. He's going to do a little shimmy and put in a cross that hits the front man. When his corners and free, he's, he is probably the worst set piece take I've ever seen in my life. Every single corner goes straight was going straight to um, uh, Tyrone Mings's head, and um, not just William as well. Lacazette is a turkey man. That guy is a big <laughs> lump of lard. He is so like. Like, that chance he had, we we we're not we're not creating many chances as well because we don't really have anyone operating in between the lines that can you know mm. provide a consistent threat to like Aubameyang. So when Kieran Tierney put that chances, we're not getting many chances, and you're getting a perfect one on your head, and that's such a poor technique to score. If you compare his his 
his um his performance to Ollie Watkins, who won oh, every header, ran the channels. He gave he gave a clinic in how to perform away from home as a lost a uh, um, a sole striker. He's an Arsenal fan, you know. There, getting three or four bras, man. He's an Arsenal fan. Don't get me started, man. I, today I'm gonna today I'm the, today I'm the voice of dejection. No, look, I. With Arteta as well, Aubameyang, this whole him not playing in essentially kind of thing. Like, what is he doing? Aubameyang would have buried that, Rob. Why are you accommodating Lacazette? Like, he's not been in good form. Let's be honest. Like, Mm. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. No, listen, yeah. No, No, I will not accept this. Against Liverpool, I came on this podcast and I said Lacazette isn't it. I was met with, oh, he scored three goals in three games. I will not accept this. <laughs> I will be heard. Yeah. That and was now, the and then, that was the and then all of a sudden, no, you can't say that he's not been in for, he scored three goals in three games or whatever. But yeah, what I'm saying is, time, since, even since if you nothing. score three goals he's in missed- three games, even the goal against Liverpool was, it, basically, who was it? Robertson was like, here you go, mate. Have, have a go. And he still tried to mess it up. He actually tried to miss that goal. He tried. I'm convinced he tried. Anyway. Yeah, man. Greenish, um, though. Can we just big up? Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold oh, on. Okay, fine. Can I have Greenish. my face? Thank you. And then you can have your Greenish love in in a, in a second. Um, I just... Look. Okay. Um, I, before Arteta, we had problems um, conceding goals and even creating. Okay? Arsenal aren't very creative in the last two years or whatever. Now with Arteta, we've at least, you know, sorted out the defence. But we are still ridiculously uncreative as a, as a team. Um, Mark sent that article from The Athletic into the group chat where um, it's like he dictates every single pass every single player should make. Um, whereas Wenger used to be the complete opposite. He would be like, you train all week, but when they touch the pitch, the players have to decide for themselves how they're going to win that game. So we're seeing like two like polar opposite right now. And the reason why I think this is happening is because I don't think Arteta trusts, trust them to be fair. I think the only one he trusts is Aubameyang, but this reluctance to play Aubameyang through the middle is he has to see now that that is not working. Mm -hmm. Lacazette has to go. William has to go. It, please try Saka, um, Aubameyang and, and Pepe. Just try that. And then you can put Ainsley Maitland-Niles down where Saka has been playing. Yeah, and just try is. different things. Just try different things. Like Because it's obviously not working. Um, will he try it though? I doubt it because he's had success doing it, you know. Um, against bigger teams, it works a lot more because we can see the ball, but we... We our work rate um, helps us in in, in 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 I don't know, but because even even against Man City and Liverpool, we did the same things. And like against Man City, I felt like Man City were there for the taking, and the players were so mm. restricted to his yeah. his his commandments yeah, that we didn't even try. It was just like it's what Tanya said it. I think she said like you guys didn't even try, um, and I and I think that's so true. We didn't even try to take Man City on. Against Liverpool, I mean, Liverpool played outstanding yeah. in that game. So I think that one's a bit of a write-off. But 
I'm sick and tired of, of playing um, of playing Sheffield United, of playing West Ham, of playing Aston Villa, and playing defensively. Like that picture that Mark sent is like. Well, the three games I mentioned were all at home. Um, yeah. Uh, the the picture that Mark sent was so damning, where you have eight players behind the ball, and only El Nene looks like he's he's actually running towards the ball. Everyone else is just static. So I, I mean, I'm done with talking about Arsenal. I'm frustrated. Um, like you said earlier on about how um, Willie change up tactics and play a banging down the middle. I don't think he will because. Like, well, then that's crazy. The then well, that's crazy. It's true. Even 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 during the game as well. Um, he, the two changes, the first two changes he made was he took off uh, Willian and Lacazette, but he brought on Inketi and Pepe, so he just went exactly the same it's way. Predictable. It's, it's predictable. It's predictable right now. And like, what's the point in if you give players dif- uh, dif- different players chances in midweek in the Europa League games, and there's no reward for your good performances like we saw? Although Mulder are like a bloody uh, part-time team. Um, Joe Willock has been scoring, playing well every game he plays this season, and he just does never gets a look in. So what's the point in like um, playing well? You know you're not gonna, never going to get rewarded in the main games in the Premier League. So he doesn't want to change it at all. So I'm obviously a big Arteta fan. I have been, you know, you guys know I've been, you know, because obviously the guy came in, won us the cup, you know, improved us, got back got us into Europe from where we were under, you know, who, that guy before. Um, and then just like watching it, I'm just like. Their question marks have to come because one, you're not playing out. You're playing our best players out of position. We're playing the rigid system. We're not creating enough chances, and even and we're still capable of, of having a shocking defensive performance. Like that's the worst I've seen mm. Gabriel play in ages. And Rob mm. Holding is obviously a, he, 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 he's I don't think he's good enough. And then the manage, mismanagement of Saliba, the fact that oh, yeah, that's another TV. one. Um, young players like you know Maitland-Niles played a couple of games earlier on. He's still not getting a look in now. The only mm. young player he really trusts is Saka. And then just watching the whole game as well, like, um, I, 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 at some point during the game, I was watching Aston Villa, I was like, I wish I was an Aston Villa fan. Because I'm looking at the and honestly. And, and Ollie Watkins, and then they're just like, they're, they're continually like, they're, they give a, a perfect example of playing with pace and movement up front. And then what we're doing, we look static, we look like we're completely under like strict orders and every pass has to go through an approval process of our set <laughs> Our set is literally telling players... Uh, uh, literally telling players where to pass the ball and you've got to give players uh, the, the freedom yeah, to express themselves on the pitch that's mm. where you get the best attacking verb in all the pitch, on, on the pitch as well So, and obviously let, let's not forget that we did lose Partey in the first half so we did yeah that was a big loss but Jack Grealish though yeah. I mean for me he's he's Jack Grealish is up there he's going to be one of the best English players yeah. ever like I don't even care like I love yeah. Jack Grealish as you know but he's one of my favourite mm. players to watch like for me he's just so I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this Every guy is game. saucy. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I love him. Every game, yeah. I was just going to say quickly, um, Abdi, you covered that really well, by the way. And yeah. it was more so on the approach of the two managers. Because for me, it looked mm-hmm. like Arsenal set up like they were going away to Villa Park. And yeah. Villa set up like they were playing at Villa Park. Mm. How, how yeah. is that a thing? I, I think that yeah. I think that kind of misconfidence from Arteta filters down into the players because yeah. as a player, I'm thinking, why are we setting up five at the back at the Emirates here? We're against Aston mm. Villa and they're coming at us and they're treating it as, as if it's Villa Park. Do you think there's an yeah. element of, of Arteta's um, lack of enthusiasm to... Because, sorry, I was going to mention, do you know you've had the least shots in the Premier League this season? Yeah. Really, but so, Abayang has had like less shots by it than like 
So do you think there's an element of, because we saw it with Villa, they've set up as if it was a home game. It's clear uh, managers told them to be expressive uh, and find freedom on the pitch. Do you think that the way that Arteta is being so rigid in his, um, he's not he's not veering away from five at the back, he's got his jobs and he's got his players and they all do their jobs on the pitch. But do you think that there's a bit of, they feel like they can't be as creative as they want to be? Or do you just think it's a, it's a bit of everything? Um, can I say something? Uh, basically, I feel like, you're right, Mark. Um, but I also feel like uh, the players because of Arteta's early success, have completely bought into it. And therefore, Mm -hmm. they buy into this idea of like, that he's trying to put forward. Obviously, can I just say as well, um, it reminds me of Brazil going into a uh, Copa America against Ecuador at home, playing three DMs and... It just reminds me of that. Like, you don't picture Brazil sitting back against Ecuador. The same you wouldn't picture Arsenal sitting back at home against Aston Villa. Um, I think Abdi's completely right when he said that in the first couple of minutes, you could just tell what kind of Arsenal mm. you're going to get. Yeah. In the first minute, Tini slipped over and I was like, here we go. Um, 40, seconds in, mm-hmm. 40 seconds in, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, McGinn scores that goal. And I just never sat there at all, ever, thinking, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to get back into this. But see, yeah, I did, and either. that's crazy. That's cra- you, That's the thing. That's the whole point. Like, you, you really were only 1-0 down. You could have come out in the second half, changed things, you know, changed the approach, but you, but you didn't. I just I, find that I ne- crazy. I never, but, I never thought but, it was... But Lacazette La- 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 is a turkey, man. That guy... Yeah, look, he's to blame. Never, he's to blame. Can you imagine, yeah? For example, can you imagine, yeah, if Mourinho... Or, or whoever the manager, or when you had Llorente, we put, for example, put, put Harry Kane on the left wing for Llorente down the middle. Well, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It's like, why is your best goal scorer out on the wing crossing for a very average <laughs> goal scorer? Who, who I said, he's a turkey, bro. This guy, he doesn't move enough. You know, he does, like, it's bad enough he doesn't score goals, but he's not getting chances as well because he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't uh, get into goal scoring. And he doesn't even hold up play well as well. His link-up play is dead. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, shout out Villa and Grealish. Um, Love you, Greenish. Man, and Barkley. Uh, man, man of the week. McKean uh, as well. Sorry. <laughs> okay, man of the week. Uh, I'm gonna say um, Watkins. I'm gonna nominate Watkins because yeah. I think his performance was um, uh, ridiculous. Uh, is all I could say. Um, especially coming up from the championship, and he's a young player as well. And I just thought he he led the line. He was Villa's. Um, soul striker and yeah. I just yeah so Watkins for me and then you guys can... I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Harry Kane it, it, it hurts me but in 150 really? goals in what oh yeah that's yeah. true I forgot about that big yeah so like in in way less than all the top strikers as well so yeah he continues he, oh, he's on route on course for another play, well a player of the year award because he's probably been the best player in the Premier League so far this season mm. No, I like that one. Mark, I, I Mark Tanya? I'll go on, Mark. I was going to say Jack Greenish, obviously. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I have to say Jack Greenish as oh. well. And this reminds me of a... Um, of a we did a, a Man of the Week poll a couple of weeks back and genuinely the options were Watkins, Kane, uh, yeah. Grealish and Martinez. And I honestly, 
it, it yeah, having it's fair to say it could be the same four again. Martinez, yeah. I, I mean, Martin, we'll give... although Martinez didn't really make any saves, yeah, he didn't need no. to. He didn't need to make any saves. Um, we'll, go, we'll go with um, Bruno Fernandez because he got two goals in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, he looked good this week, actually. So we'll put that on socials. Jack Grealish, um, Watkins, Kane and uh, Fernandez. Yeah. All right. One um, last thing before we clock off. Um, obviously, we, you guys put it in the group earlier on, but Jude Bellingham got called up. How disrespectful is that to Madison and Barkley, man? Yeah. This guy, yeah. listen, Gareth Cancelgate, bruv. He needs to go. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get that from? I thought of it earlier. I thought of it earlier. Right at the death, Talia comes in with a last minute winner. No, because you don't like my man Grealish. Listen, have you not seen the stuff you said about him? Oh, Grealish, he's a yeah. good player. What about Mason Mount? Bun Mason yeah. Mount, bro. Oh, he's uh, just, just to, just to kind of. Um, Mount on top of what Tanya was saying. Uh, uh. Hey, um, he did there. Sorry, he Tanya. said uh, on his goalkeeping options, he said, we have some competition for places, but I would have to say that there is nobody who I think is challenging seriously at the moment to push him out of that position. Talking about Pickford. Can oh, I just say, oh, this guy. although, although we, 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 we talk very highly of Pickford every week. Um, that's pure sarcasm if you didn't get it. Um, Pope has had a really bad start to the season and Henderson doesn't even play. So don't care, don't care. Anything better. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, uh, he, he did he didn't Sarkar reward himself can play up. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, he didn't reward Pope for you gotta remember Nick Pope kept the most clean sheets in the league last season, yeah. and there was no yeah, true. real reward for that. So I think and I, when I read that quote, because I've seen that as well, like, it actually made me angry. Mm. He, he made me angry. At, at this point, it shouldn't be about. I mean, obviously, it hundred percent should be about who's challenging and who's playing well and who isn't. But he's basically saying he, Pickford hasn't played himself out of that position, and I think Pickford has. Yeah, I think he, so too. He just had his favourites because even Winks. How the hell did he get into the squad? Like Winks doesn't yeah, even play for us right now. Like he's moving mad. I want him out. I'm not even, I don't really care about England, but he just, he, he irritates me. And he said, what do you say about um, Grealish moving up our list now? Yeah, he was oh, like, Grealish is moving up the list. Grealish should be on top of that list. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. And I've got one more quote to, to end um, the podcast. Um, this is from Abdi's favourite. So, um, you know, it's going to be a good one. Uh, Can Spurs go on and win the title? It's not impossible, and that's because they've got Jose Mourinho, a serial winner as a manager. Mm. Maurizio Pochettino was a good manager, don't get me wrong. However, they've now got more of a chance of winning the title because of Jose Mourinho. That's the rubbish. That was from um, Abdi's favourite comment, uh, pundit slash commentator slash uh, human <laughs> being, Paul Merson. Oh, this guy's a waste, man. He said Kane wouldn't score goals under Mourinho. Now he's Basically, like sucking him off. What a loser! Bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that went from zero to one hundred. No, uh, get out and this, of here. And this is why you stay. And this is why you stay to the end of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I apologize. That was so bad of me. But honestly, no, we're keeping that in. We're keeping that. In. We're, 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 I might just loop that and make that. The podcast. <laughs> New soundbar. Wait, guys, I got one one last thing that I wanna I wanna it's a basically it's a who am I? But it's only one question. 
and I okay. saw it um, midway through today, and it just astounded me because the record is insane. So I have played 300 games for my current club, and I've scored 259 goals. Who am I? Huh? Bloody hell. Oh, I think I know it. You guys, I know, I know. You guys can take. So I have played 300 games for my current club and scored 259 goals. Who am I? Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. Yeah. No way. I just saw that, and it's crazy. I I know you're going to say that the the bombers. (laughs) (laughs) The boring league. But you just have to. That includes Champions League and and the, the. Cups, obviously, which isn't saying much. But the Champions League, I think he's almost uh, yeah, yeah. tired. He's quite close with Benzema on that all-time list, mm-hmm. which is saying something when Benzema's in the top 10. But yeah, it just it impressed me. That's 260 goals in 300 games, which That's is crazy, just, you, you put him on the pitch 30 times, you'll score in 26 games, is, is what that stat is saying, which is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It also, that, to be fair, that game was not that bad. I did watch it because I got bored in the Chelsea game, so I watched a bit of that game. Uh, the, I think, like, one question I have here: Why the hell do they call that the Clasico? Because it's not like, for example, it's not like a big rivalry. So um, it's only been so since Dortmund started being good. So it's like, for example, you wouldn't call a Liverpool Man City game a Clasico, would you? Because nah. It's, 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 well, that's you know, that's not true, Abdi, um, because. Richard Dortmund in the nineties were were good. They won the Bundesliga and they won the yeah, Champions. Yeah, they weren't a big rivalry though, was it? It's just whatever, man. No, to be fair, you can't call any Bundesliga game a big game. Yeah. There's no point. I was going to say, bro. <laughs> Listen, they need they need they need at least one game a year that they can call a classical. I, I mean, I'd and watch then, Dortmund versus Bayern. That's uh, you always picture a, like a decent yeah. game. Like they've they've got a stellar rivalry. Otherwise, that league doesn't have much. <laughs> yeah. I hear you on that one, Abdi. They should just join the Premier League, man. Get the flights over every weekend. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> anyway, um, this has been episode uh, 60 of the We'll Talk About That Later podcast. Uh, next week, we have a special guest. Um, Mark, do you want to tell us a bit more? And then and then we'll lock off from there. Yeah. Um, so next week, we have a scout from Colchester FC. Young man entering the Colchester game. Colchester United, um, <laughs> Colchester United, um, young man in the game, uh, got his own football brand where he coaches young people um, and we're going to delve into some uh, bit of a Q&A and just a general football discussion. Absolutely. Yeah, some questions as well, like you, you have, you want to ask Scout. Yeah, I was just about to say, send us your questions on socials. Um, I'm sure that we'll, we'll put them up on Instagram and Twitter and uh, we'll, ask, we'll try our best to ask him. Um, yeah, because Bon International Football, bruv. So, yeah. Bon in. See you next week. Peace, people. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.